This podcast is part of the Podbelly Network. Please visit podbelly.com to see a complete listing of all of our other shows. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of Fear of the Week. We got some paranormal news, and as usual, I'm joined by Kristen. Hello, guys. All right. Kristen, do you like the movie Frozen? Have you watched it like a thousand Hell times? Hell no. Even my kids don't like Frozen. <laughs> my kids like Annabelle and Poltergeist well, and The Omen. <laughs> this one's a little bit closer to what they might like. Okay. Here's the headline. And this is from over in, in uh, Great Britain, I believe. Mum freaked out as haunted Frozen doll returns to house after she was binned twice. And by binned, that means put in the garbage over there. So it's... The doll from Frozen, yes. Elsa, or Anna, or whichever one. Yeah, whichever that Anna, one with the Anna. blue dress or whatever is on. Okay, I, I gotcha. So the family has been feeling rather freaked out after one of their daughter's Christmas presents returned to their home after being put in the bin. They must not have liked it either, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's no secret that dolls can be pretty creepy. We've seen enough horror films to know that. But one thing we didn't think would prove quite so scary is a Disney toy. But one woman has been left terrified of a piece of frozen merchandise her young child was given for Christmas. Oh, I guess it's not. A mom from Houston has taken to social media to reveal why she believes her daughter, Aurelia, has a haunted Elsa doll. And I thought this was over there because this actually came from a British newspaper. So this is why I assumed it was over there. Is this going to be like a Chucky story where he like gets killed inside the toy store and puts curse on the buddy doll? I don't think so because I didn't no. actually read it. So we'll okay. find out. We'll find I- that together. All right. I just saw it look like it was cool and I read the first little bit and I printed it out. Okay. You sure it wasn't frozen? You said it was cool. Stop. No? Okay. Just stop. All right. In a viral post on Facebook that's that's now been deleted, Emily Madonia explained the Aurelia's toy had first started to freak them out when it began singing and talking in Spanish while switched off. Son of a beesh. She and her husband, Matt, decided to throw the doll out with her daughter's blessing. But since then, it's found its way back into their home not once but twice. Oh, goodness. Emily wrote, Matt threw it away weeks ago, and then we found it inside on a wooden bench. Okay. So we were weirded out and tightly wrapped it in its own garbage bag and put that garbage bag inside another garbage bag filled with other garbage (laughs) and put it at the bottom of our garbage can underneath a bunch of other bags of garbage and wheeled it to the curb, and it was collected on garbage day. The family then went on holiday. Yeah, this is definitely in Great Britain or something. Thinking the whole thing was behind them. But when they returned home, the dog was back. Oh, my goodness. We were out of town. Forgot about it. 
Today, Aurelia says, Mom, I saw the Elsa doll again in the backyard. (gasps) Mom said, what? After throwing it out didn't work, Emily decided the only way to get rid of the thing for good was to send it far, far away. So she posted it to her friend Chris, who lives over 1,500 miles away and had been entertained by the tale of the haunted doll. <laughs> what do you want that? I never I never understand stuff like that. Because like, most people don't believe that it's really haunted. They just think it's something messing with somebody's mind. I would not even want to take the chance. So she confirmed that Chris has since received Elsa and has taped the creepy toy to the bonnet of his car to stop it from going anywhere else. I don't know what the bonnet is. I was going to say, is. what is that? Fingers crossed it stays there. Surprisingly, people on Facebook were shocked by the post. One person commented, you should have burned it. If it doesn't burn, then it's possessed. Oh my goodness. Another said, I thoroughly enjoyed following this saga. Be sure to post if the doll returns. And a third said, what a crazy situation. So first of all, let's let's ask the question, do you think an object such as a doll can actually be possessed or haunted in a situation like this? I mean, yeah. I mean, you hear stories all the, all the time about um, entities, you know, clinging to objects or using objects as like a, um, what's the word I'm trying to think like of? Like a gateway? As Yeah, as a gateway. Why they would choose an Elsa doll, I don't know. Well, maybe they think but, it's like like where they say most demons pretend to be a child because they think that more people will be apt to kind of let it in. And maybe they think if it's like a cute little Disney doll that... Yeah, but Elsa says let it go. Well, that's true. Not let it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> I want to roll tonight. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but no, I do believe that... Um, Spirits can kind of use objects to get to other people or as a way of communicating. Um, I hope that I never experienced anything like that. But, I mean, there's so many people in the world who have said that they've gotten haunted furniture or, you know, things like that. I was listening to um, a story on My Favorite Murder, and some person wrote in about how they had a haunted... I think it was like a haunted desk or table and they kept seeing like all kinds of apparitions and things would happen. And then once they got rid of that table, then it stopped. So, hmm. I mean, I don't know. You just never know. Yeah, we, we've had we've had some people come on and talk about haunted antiques and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So what about the Annabelle doll? You've heard the story of the, the real story of Annabelle. Do yes. you think that that doll actually had something with it or you think that's a bs story no i think it's legit i really do think it's legit which is crazy because i never realized it was through a raggedy ann yeah it's just i I dressed up as raggedy ann for halloween when i was little (laughs) i mean i had no idea that's what it was until the movie came out and i started you know looking more into it but of course yeah i mean they got that sucker locked away you know, you know what I mean? Well, so, I know they do, but that doesn't mean it's I mean, legit. I don't know. I, I, of course, I believe in all this stuff. So. Robert the Doll? Who? Robert the Doll? I don't know. I can't remember of what the story. I know I've heard of Robert the Doll, Robert but I can't doll remember the whole the story. Robert the Doll is actually the most famous haunted doll. Well, now I and feel like. The, that's what some people say that's what Chucky was based off of. Oh, okay. Um, 
Of course, it looks nothing like Chucky. It's, right, it's a right. man-made doll. I don't mm-hmm. say man-made, more like a homemade doll. Yeah. But the stories behind it were, you know, it was given to him by his um, bohemian um, nanny. And mm-hmm. it was a voodoo spell put on it because she practiced, or not voodoo, but San, uh, Santeria. Um, but she had put a Santeria spell on it and gave it to him when she was being basically kicked out of the country by the, the by the owner because she was a slave yeah uh and then but then the other the other story is that it was purchased in i believe germany by his grandfather and shipped here but you know this this doll basically consumed this guy's life all the way through his death that's so and me insane. and your mom are gonna go see him in two weeks you are so lucky and the stories are if you take a picture in a museum and if you take pictures of him without asking then you have really bad stuff happen to you. Don't you freaking dare. Well, I mean, I don't, I can ask him. It's not like he's going to answer. I mean, I don't know. I can say, is it okay, Robert, if we take our picture with you? But I don't don't know if he says yes or no. He might say, you know, I'm having a really bad day. I'd rather not. I have a bad hair day, not today. I'm taking the pictures regardless. Oh, don't you dare. With your mom. Um, Oh, my God. And you're going to bring that crap home. Well, it happens, Kristen. (laughs) Did I ever tell you that story about, um... What Dakota said about the platinum dolls. No. So the platinum dolls obviously is a, a um, strip, strip club here in town. <laughs> yeah. We were driving by it and she goes, oh, I hate platinum dolls. And I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, platinum dolls are so creepy. They scare me so bad. I'm like, do you mean porcelain dolls? That's what she was talking about. But it was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're not going to talk about the Platinum Dolls and their nudities. <laughs> All right. Guys, so <laughs> now we're going to bring on uh, the Fear of the Week with Leslie Fear. And, Yay, Leslie! And this story is is the strangest story. It's, a, it's about a man. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to say it involves a severed arm. Can't wait. Love severed arms. So let's listen to Leslie. Listening to the fear of the week. With author Leslie Fear. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Fear of the Week with author Leslie Fear. Of course, you can get all of her books on Amazon.com. Go check it out. You'll be glad you did. Leslie? Yes. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? We're doing great. You're doing awesome. great. Glad to have you on again, I know. honey. Hi, Tracy. It's so good to hear your voice. Now, thanks. So it's my understanding that, uh, you know, we have a uh, a gun problem here in the U.S., but you're going to tell us about a Canadian man who's unarmed. <laughs> oh, you just pulled that right out, didn't you? You were so good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're going to talk about Mark Holmgren. And when he was 17 years old, he lost his right arm in a motorcycle accident. See what we... Oh, man. I know. Well, she didn't lose it right away. Like, what happened, he was riding his brother's motorcycle, and he crashed and severely damaged the nerves in his right arm and shoulder. And he lost feeling in it, you know, to where he just could not move it at all. I mean, it was just useless. But he wanted to keep it because he thought, you know, science will catch up with me. And maybe... They'll find a way that I can gain use of my arm again. Mm -hmm. And so he waited 20 years. Nothing happened. You know, 
all this time he's like, you know, it's he's having to keep it in a sling or he's having to keep it tucked in. I mean, it's literally he has no use of it. Oh my so god, that's terrible. It, it's it's bad, you know, and yikes. That's that's terrible. Who wants to do that? That's not fun for me. Would that be fun for you, Jerry? That wouldn't be fun. No, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, he had to have medical attention on this thing throughout the years or it would have set up gangrene or something, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I think they, that's a good point. I think what happened was they were, they saved it, meaning they were able to make it to where it still had good blood supply or whatever, but the feeling was gone. Like he really literally couldn't have, like those were all severed. And you would think that maybe, hey, let's take it off. Let's reattach it, whatever. And I wondered about that, but nothing was written about that. So I don't know. But because it was becoming such a nuisance, he decided to go ahead 20 years later. And because it's happened in 1999. And so in 2019, he decided to have it amputated. He thought, you know what, if I'm going to get rid of it, I'm going to do something cool with it. (laughs) So he told a CBS station in Edmonton, Canada. Because I thought about it for years and had first gotten the idea while viewing Halloween decorations. And now you know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he told the CBS station, he goes, you know what? I want to preserve my arm for something to talk about and turn a negative into a positive. And so when he told the hospital, I want to keep my arm. The hospital was surprised. But, you know, they did say you can keep your, your arm. I guess they're I didn't know that. You, I guess you can keep tonsils. You can keep anything they take off. Didn't know that. Did y'all know huh. that? No. Uh-uh. I know people have kept their testicles Oh, when they've been removed Jerry. for whatever reason. There's been people. I'm serious. Uh-huh. They have kept. They keep them in jars or something like that. Who? Oh, you and mean I like you do or the wife does? Well, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> the wife even, probably keeps them I mean, in I jars. can see keeping, you know, I don't. Wow. I don't know if I'd want anything. Can I keep my? I don't think uh, I would can either. I keep my spleen? I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> my daughter kept her kidney stone. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. That'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> that's actually yeah, kind of cool. Definitely. <laughs> that's to remind you to so eat what's, the right foods, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. So, so did they like preserve the whole arm? Like, or they did take the skin off? Or well, what they did? That's gross. But. I'm so glad you asked. So, what they did is they totally removed. His, his entire right arm all the way up to the shoulder. And apparently there was paperwork to do and he had to sign it and give it back to the surgeon. And the surgeon had to make sure the medical team knew. And they were like, yes, we know he wants to keep his arm. You know, it's one of those things where they have to make sure. And they said, they're going to go ahead and put him in surgery, so, you know, get rid of the arm. And then he can come back the next day and pick it up from the lab. So the very next day, he was well enough to go home believe it or not can you believe after an amputation the very next day you can go home that's crazy it's really crazy but i guess he didn't feel any differently he was just sore it's canada they got the national uh medical there so they probably oh that's true well you know plus i wouldn't allow it for more than a day (laughs) i mean honestly they probably could have taken that arm off without anesthesia at this point but obviously that i don't think that. well i mean yeah he couldn't feel it so (laughs) he didn't feel it so what he did save some money he went to the lab and he picked it up and it was in a black garbage bag. You'd think they could have found something a little nicer to put it in, but they yeah, didn't. They framed it like, yeah. You get gift bags at the Dollar Tree for a dollar. <laughs> no. You know, or you know those nice little wine bags? <laughs> <laughs> An extra long one. I don't know. 
that's getting gross. Anyway, so they said, here you go. Here's your bag and keep it frozen because they didn't know what he wanted to do with it. But they were like, if you're going to keep it, you, you know, you don't want it smelling or whatever. So he did. Uh, he, he took uh, it home, but he had a plan. He did have a plan and I'll get to that. So he took it home and put it in his freezer and he searched for a taxidermist. So, at, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, he was a thinking. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's had 20 years to think about this. He's had 20 years to go. You yeah. Know what? I don't know what I will do with this, but I don't want it flopping all over my body to where I don't have control. I may as well make something like he said. Mm-hmm. positive out of a negative so that's what he did so after several months and several attempts and declines he finally <laughs> he, yeah because they're like no we don't deal with human body parts you know um he finally located a place called legends taxidermy and skull cleaning and it was located in alberta canada well that's nice isn't that nice yeah inconvenient yeah so they were kind of shocked of course but they eventually decided to take Mark's severed arm. And he, they really, they, they actually thought he was joking at first. I mean, obviously they did. They were like, we're never going to get a call like this again. But, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they took his arm and they told Mark, uh, the, Mark told him what they wanted in it and what he wanted. He wanted the bones. He didn't want this, obviously, the flesh to stay on. He wanted the bones. And so the the legend taxidermy guy said, okay, what this process is going to be is like similar to working with our animals, except we will use flesh-eating beetles to strip away the meat on your arm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, bugs don't only just live on your face. They can eat your body. (laughs) Man, that was like a smorgasbord. (laughs) Yeah. He got it back, and it was just literally a severed hand and arm bone perfectly clean and preserved and he intends to hang it on his wall for halloween and every day of the year i'll be dang yeah i mean i would have thought he could have done something similar without going to a taxidermist what do you mean well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, maybe he could have just stripped it off with some acid or something like that. I don't think he could have done that himself. I don't think he could. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, think could he, you would. Could you do that? Well, I mean, at this point, I mean, considering everything he's went to at this point, I think he's got that mindset where I don't think it would have bothered him. He's going to hang it on his wall for God's well, sake. I think he should have hung it on his door with all his skin and give a high five to everybody that walked through the <laughs> door. He should, he should have taped it, and, and where the hand goes back and forth, he could have used it as a knocker. Oh, he, could have, he could have wired Gosh. it to where it says, hey, 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 when they walk in. See, that'd be funny. Yeah. Gosh, that is so interesting. Isn't that funny? Bless his yeah. heart. So, I mean, But, you yeah. know, it took him a while to do it, but he got what he wanted, and he has it. And there's a picture online if anybody wants to look him up. His name oh, is um, Mark Holmgren, Holmgren, H-O-L-M-G-R-E-N, Mark Holmgren, and he's in Canada. And that's all you got to just just do the severed arm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, taxidermy or whatever, and it probably will come up. Gosh. Canadian man, whatever. And it should come I up. I would have made a back scratcher out of it. Oh, you know, yeah. That's so funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing, but that's so gross. <laughs> 
I've actually got a back scratcher that I bought when we went to Eastern State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's 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 like an elbow up. Yeah, and it's made to look like a zombie hand. It's made out of some kind of uh, I don't know epoxy or something. Well, that's glue. That's so it wouldn't be it. But no, it's made out of some kind of like a really thick plastic. It's heavy. I thought it was made out of concrete. Wow. But it's got the bone on the end, like it's sticking out of the skin and all that. But the hand on it is awesome. Scratches all that, all that, all that skin on your back, huh? All that dead skin that the mites eat. Yeah. Well, guys, I got crap to do. I gotta go. So I'll see myself out. Okay. All right. So first question: If you had to have a body part amputated, oh would God. you want to keep the bones? Um. I don't know. Maybe. I guess that would be kind of cool. I would definitely want to see them. And I would want to see the muscle and the tendons and (laughs) the process of it cutting off. But I'm gross. I like stuff like that. But keeping it, um, I mean, probably not. What do you think about the fact that when he took it to the taxidermist, once he finally found somebody to do it after checking with several that they said they would have to put flesh-eating beetles on it to get the flesh off. Heck to the no. <laughs> no. Oh, actually, no. I've actually seen pictures of that part of the process. There's a couple of pictures on. I would like to see it. I would not want to picture it on my own arm, but I still would like to see it. Well, I mean, it's just laying down. It's not part of you anymore. What cares? Because it, Well, it is. It's my arm. <laughs> it's my bones. They were my bones. And uh, Leslie actually sent you some books yes she sent me the three book series of the graveyard watchmen um i've started reading them and they are awesome um quick reads um leslie's awesome by the way i follow her and she follows me on instagram she's so sweet she's always commenting on my pictures of the girls and i so thanks girl um, but no, the books are awesome. Um, she wrote a little note inside of it. The two Kristen and Joy, Leslie, Happy Face XO, which was so sweet. Um, you guys really need to read them. Um, you will love them. I promise you. Yeah, and they're cheap books. I mean, as far as like the cost on them, at yeah, Amazon. So it is worth it, though. It's like it's it really is worth it. I mean, even if they're cheap, you know, to buy. I mean, they're good books. You you want to invest in it? I promise you. Yeah. Leslie's very talented, and yes. we appreciate all she does for you the go, show. You go, girl. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on The Fear of the Week. Goodbye.